The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Coast. It's Pharrell Coast to Coast in the biggest way possible right here on SportsGrid and SportsGrid Radio on a Wednesday here. Carver High in for Scotty. Got Joe Lisi going to join me in a little bit. Uh, We'll be rocking with you for the next few hours. We have a lot to do, as always, on SportsGrid and SportsGrid Radio. It is smarter to be on SportsGrid. It is good that you are going to spend your afternoon with us. We will kick things off always with the birthday roll call here on C2C. Wander Franco, this is a heavy hitter club today. Franco, 22 for the race shortstop. Jamar Chase, how about this? Two Joe Lisi favorites here on the day that he's on the show. Jamar Chase, 23. Tyreek Hill, 29. Tyreek Hill's 29. Feels like he's been in the league for 15 years. Michael Conforto is 30. Chris Weber hitting the back nine, as Scotty always likes to say. 50-burger for Weber today. Ron Francis, NHL Hall of Famer, now runs the Seattle Kraken. He is 60. Thomas Hollywood Henderson, 70 years old today as well. Former NFL linebacker. All right, we'll start today, hour number one. With all the news out of the Combine, there is a lot happening. Even stuff that's not going on at the Combine, like Aaron Rodgers breaking his silence after the darkness retreat. Says he's not going to hold things up uh, for very long. I don't believe him, uh, just so that we get that right out on the table. Uh, We'll hear from Pete Carroll today, Matt Eberflus, uh, Ron Rivera, Joe Shane, Mike McDaniel with a couple of classics from the podium yesterday. And we'll see if he dresses better than Joe Lisi as well. Uh, also, uh, it's bad day for Georgia defensive lineman Jalen Carter. Uh, arrest warrant issued for him. Reckless driving, racing in connection with the incident that killed uh, teammate Chandler LaCroix and another Georgia staffer. Uh, Carter, of course, expected to maybe be the first defensive player taken off the board in this draft. Maybe be the first pick overall if Chicago doesn't trade it. Uh, who knows? So Carter having a bad day. Uh, down in Indianapolis. So we will do plenty on the draft. Also in our number one, Mike DeCourcy from Sporting News joins us. Lots of college rack to get to with Mike as uh, mid-major conference tournaments this week, final week of the regular season for the heavies. Next week, uh, of course, all the conference tournaments, and then March Madness is upon us as the calendar has turned today. Happy March to everybody out there. Our number two, NBA Full force in that hour. We'll go through last night's games, including a couple of gutless efforts by uh, the Dallas Mavericks and uh, the Utah Jazz. <laughs> the second half for the Portland Trailblazers. I mean, I couldn't get out of my own way last night uh, with some of these plays. Uh, I still can't believe that Kyrie uh, chucked up that three at the end of the Dallas game. But it is what it is. You get what you expect with him. We'll hear from him today. Uh, Darvin Ham on life without LeBron. Nice move by the Lakers. They played last night. They lost to the Grizzlies. They're playing OKC tonight, who's a team that's right with them, you know, in the West to get into the play-in tournament. So they played AD last night, and they're going to sit him tonight. Where's your brain? Uh, It really just makes you wonder uh, what these teams do. Also in the second hour, Cam Stewart is with me 
And he'll be with me every Wednesday because we have golf picks and we have the Arnold Palmer Invitational, another elevated event, another heavy hitter list of players. We've got picks for you. That little Puerto Rico Open uh, this weekend, too. We got two PGA events uh, technically on the calendar uh, to dabble with. Coach will be with us for the lion's share. Also in hour number two, we welcome in all of our radio affiliates. Frell Coast to Coast on a Wednesday. Carver High in for Scotty. Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 159, Sports Byline, the mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. It is good to have you with us here today. Final hour of C2C. College rack for tonight. Tons of great games. We'll go through last night's games. Nice effort by Indiana at home against Iowa. I mean, uh, Scotty wouldn't be playing the, the fight song today. That's a tough scene uh, for the Hoosiers last night. I know they were coming off a big emotional win at Mackey. You can't get blown out at home by, by 22 uh, to the Hawkeyes. Kansas just gets by against Texas Tech. A big win for Boise over the Aztecs late night. Uh, the Broncos coming through at home uh, with a big run to finish that game off. Also, uh, we will talk about uh, good slate tonight. Xavier and Providence, Auburn and Alabama. Vandy visits Kentucky, laying a fat number. Final home game for Mike Bray at Notre Dame. Give you a little uh, nugget right now. That is on the card uh, for tonight, as it is going to be a big going-away party in South Bend for Bray. And unfortunately, the Pitt Panthers, who have a chance to win the ACC regular season title if they can win tonight and Saturday, they are going to run into a bad situation in South Bend tonight uh, with Mike Bray saying goodbye. We've got your hockey from last night and tonight. Still plenty of trades coming through. The deadline is Friday. Uh, teams are getting way ahead of it. We talked about the Patrick Kane deal yesterday. Late last night, the Kings traded uh, the greatest goalie uh, in their franchise history, which is Jonathan Quick, who won them a couple Stanley Cups uh, and a first-rounder to Columbus uh, for a couple of guys who should help them on their run. Quick is a little washed, but... I mean, he kind of threw him out the door. It was pretty dirty. Uh, so we'll get to that. Uh, Rangers tonight are in Philadelphia. No Kane. He will most likely debut tomorrow night for the blue shirt. So we have a lot to do. We've got Mike DeCourcy. We've got Cam Stewart. We've got Coach. Lisi joins me when we come back. It is a Wednesday. Pharrell, coast to coast, Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. We kick it off right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we are back for El Coast to Coast on a Wednesday here on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Good to have you with us, Carver High, in for Scotty, along with, of course, uh, football full circle on Sports Grid Radio. 
college football today during the fall and the winter here on the grid. And every night, 10 p.m. Eastern, Carver and Lisi, me and Joe, uh, you get the now weekly Wednesday three-hour chat uh, with me and him. Hi, Joe, the extended CNL on C to C. Good to see you as always. Oh, always a pleasure, Carver. A lot to get into t- tonight in terms of college hoops. We got the combine on tap, maybe a little XFL, USFL talk, and Aaron Rodgers as well as he's still locked in solitary. I'm not sure that I can get you with the XFL today, Joe. I don't know if I'm going to be able to, <laughs> to do that. I mean, last week it was like a gift because there was a Thursday night game. And as I told you on the radio show a couple times already this week, I watched about 12 minutes of one of those games this weekend. I'm not going to watch again. Uh, that's, oh, come that's, on. <laughs> that's how bad it was, that's Joe. Terrible. I can't do it. Hey, not good. put Ben DiNucci on the field. Uh, there's not much you could do, man. Ben DiNucci, uh, DeAndre Sold. Francois. I mean, there is just there is some bad quarterback play in that league. <laughs> uh, why don't we start today, Joe, with the NFL? Of course, everybody's in Indianapolis. The world descends for the combine this week, but just because they're all there doesn't mean, Joe, that we can't have Aaron Rodgers stories that are actually not happening in Indianapolis. So Rodgers has come uh, out of the darkness, uh, did his first interview uh, on a podcast. Uh, Aubrey Marcus, not familiar, Joe, uh, but Aaron apparently spent uh, a rather lengthy conversation with him, says that he'll make his decision soon enough um, I feel really good about the conversations that are going to be had. I'm not looking for somebody to tell me what the answer is. All the feelings are right inside me. These are quotes from Rogers, by the way. I touched many of the feelings on both sides while in the darkness. I'm thankful uh, for that time. Joe, enough. <laughs> like, just, just, bro, just, tell, just tell people if you want to play football or not. All right? This is That's not – I mean, we're not – this we're not we're not building rockets to the moon or curing cancer here. Just please tell tell us if, just tell us when you're gonna play football. Come on, Joe. He's almost honestly. as high on himself like me. I mean, I, who's got a bigger head, me or Aaron Rodgers? I tell you, it's it's close, Carter. Uh, Here's what I want to know. Here's what I want to know. Why didn't they politicize this in the sense of have the Aaron Aaron Rodgers clock in solitary? Why did we have about five street reporters outside his house? He's in there 26 hours plus, no food and drink. We haven't heard a cricket late. I mean, why can't they have done that to build up the hype surrounding Aaron Rodgers? I guarantee you he would have loved that to have NFL Network and all the major media outlets outside his home to see if he was still breathing or not. At the end of the day, I'm with you. Either you're going to play or you're going to just, you know, go back to Green Bay. What are you going to do at this point? And I think it's 50-50 that he, that he is, in fact, a New York Jet next year. Well, I don't know where who he's going to be with, but I don't think it's going to be Green Bay because after we listened to Gutenkoost yesterday, they don't want him anymore, Joe. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't blame him probably at this point. Uh, here's what he said about making his decision. Uh, there's a finality to the decision. I don't make it lightly. I don't want to drag anybody around. Oh, thank God. He doesn't want to drag anybody around, Joe. I'm answering questions about it because I got asked about it. I'm talking about it because it's important to me. If you don't like it and you think it's drama and you think I'm being a diva or whatever, then just tune it out. Well, God, if it were only that easy, Joe, uh, that we could just tune it out. If only it were that easy uh, to tune out Aaron Rodgers. Jeez. It's, uh, he's remember last it. year? Remember last year when he came to camp? He looked like Nick Cage in terms of Con Air. When he came out there, he had the duffel bag and the T-shirt on. He was coming there. He looked like he was either doing a, a commercial for Marlboro or Brute uh, Deodorant. I couldn't tell which one he was doing. But he, it's all about Aaron. I mean, that's the way it is. It is. At the end of the day, I tell you what, he cost his team a playoff berth last year. Does he realize that? Probably not. Uh, he'll blame somebody else. Uh, for that happening, Joe. It's never his fault. Um, he says that he's going to, he understands that a lot of people are waiting on this. So we'll see what happens. Uh, March 15th, the league starts. Uh, we'll see where Aaron is going to be. I do not think, for the first time ever, that during all this nonsense for the last few years, this is the first time I really do believe he's not going to be a Packer next year, uh, that he is going to play somewhere else. So, uh, God bless and good luck. Now let's go to Indianapolis, Joe. And I wanted to start today. We got a lot of people who uh, talked there yesterday and today. Why don't we start with Pete Carroll, since this was your guy this year. I mean, you talk about cash and tickets for Joe Lisi. Pete Carroll, uh, right near the top of the list. 
Big year for Geno Smith, Joe. They're trying to work out uh, bringing him back for next year, but the Seahawks are in a position that they're not normally in. Uh, they are picking in the top five. They have the fifth overall pick in this draft, and even though Geno was very good, Joe, the Seahawks and Pete Carroll know they need to also look to the future, and it's not very often you can get your hands on a quarterback in the top five. Pete says that's exactly what they're going to look at. We, we are totally connected to the quarterbacks that are coming out. Um, this is a really huge opportunity for us. Uh, it's a rare opportunity. We, you know, we've been drafting in the low 20s for such a long time, you just don't get the chance with these guys. So we're deeply involved with all that. Uh, I think it's a smart move by them, Joe, to be deeply involved in it. Here's their problem. I think they should only be deeply involved in it if somehow C.J. Stroud fell to them at five. Because uh, I'm not ready to spend the fifth overall pick on Will Levis uh, or Anthony no, Richardson. Go. So if C.J. if C.J. Stroud fell to them at five, Joe, then I think they should be serious about it. But other than that, I, I don't think it's somewhere they need to go. No, absolutely. I'll say this, though. I'm in agreement with you. C.J. Stroud is the guy, especially the way he played in terms of the semifinal playoff game against Georgia. Took that team on his shoulders. Should have gotten the upset win if the kicker nails the field goal, but I'm with you. He's big. He's battle-tested. Really progressed this year uh, under a lot of, uh, you know, intensity. Unlike Will Levis, and we talk about Will Levis's body of work, he regressed since his second year in terms of Kentucky and Lexington. Did not elevate his game especially against the better teams on his schedule. I would take Hendon Hooker over Will Levis as long as Hooker's ACL is legit. I think I'd be all in on Hendon Hooker as the number third overall quarterback in this draft class. Hendon Hooker uh, for Joe. How about that? Hendon Hooker uh, right there. By the way, Pete with the denim jacket uh, at the podium, Joe. Uh, is that a loved good or it. a bad fashion choice for you? You loved it. You loved Pete. Yeah. Still looking good, I, man. I, yeah, Let me tell you. Good. I'll say this right now. Should have been coach of the year. Uh, that He gets my vote for coach of the year over Dable. And you know that. Five and a half win total over exceeded expectations. Fantastic job. I'm going to agree with you on this only because you said Dable's name right. So since you said his name right today, I'm going to let you – have this one uh, that Pete Carroll should have been the coach of the year. I thought he did a hell of a job, too. Uh, bring Gino back. We'll see what else they could do. Uh, we'll come back, Joe. I'm going to wait uh, on Eberflus because we'll spend some time uh, on that one. Have, and uh, also the Jalen Carter stuff. So arrest warrant issued for G uh, Georgia defensive lineman Jalen Carter. Reckless driving and racing in connection with the incident that killed teammate Chandler LaCroix and another Georgia staffer. Uh, not a good scene uh, for Carter, Joe. I know misdemeanors, whatever it is. That's still still no good. He was he was there that night, and he told him that he wasn't. So that's bad job. Yeah, and he fled the scene, right? Whether I mean that's a teammate that was in bad shape, uh, and he put his career over over a life. Not not good. Not a good situation. Uh, and now we'll see, Joe. Will that affect him? I mean, look, he's got legal issues to deal with. A lot of will affect him here, and could be. The, one of the top two or three picks in this draft. Uh, so we'll see how that goes for Jalen. For El Coast to Coast, Carver High, Joe Lisi in for Scotty. Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. We keep rolling on right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we are back for El Coast to Coast on a Wednesday. Carver High, Joe Lisi in for Scotty right here on SportsGrid and SportsGrid Radio. Good to have you with us. Uh, before we keep going, Joe, I always have to let you know you can get a risk-free wager up to $1,000 on BetMGM. All you got to do, use the promo code coast to coast That's COAST, the number two, COAST, risk-free bet up to $1,000. Uh, get yourself in the mix. Uh, here coming up plenty of action tonight uh, and this weekend uh, to dive into Uh, Joe just to go back to this you were saying to me during the break that you think that he might uh, Jalen Carter drop in the draft uh, with with this news that has come out this afternoon now the first thing about this Joe is this is no coincidence uh, that this comes out this week now I don't know how and this, we're talking about them issuing a warrant. So issuing a wa- arrest warrant, either somebody brought new information very recently or, you know, you, I, I find it hard to believe, Joe, that the police would wait on issu- issuing a warrant until the week of the combine. But maybe they got some new information that caused them uh, to do that. It is a little suspicious that it is this week uh, that that comes out. And I don't think he'll drop, Joe, uh, unless no? we find out that there's unless there's even more to come. I mean, I can see what he's going to say now. I was, I was racing with my friend. You know, he crashed. I got scared, and I left. You know, that's what's going to be the uh, probably uh, the Jalen Carter route of it from his statement, too, that uh, he kind of put out this afternoon. So I, we've seen guys, Joe, and do a lot of things, whether it's before they're drafted, during, after, in their college careers, and uh, and in most cases, worse. I'm not trying to. It's hard. Uh, you know, a young man and a, and a young woman died uh, in this incident, but we've seen some real, real, you know, egregious stuff. And guys still get drafted. He's gonna get drafted, no. Joe, and he's probably still gonna get drafted pretty high. So. Uh, you see, I'm torn on it because of the, and I know it's a different situation because of the Henry Ruggs situation that took place yeah, a, a couple of years ago. Yeah. But but it's the unknown. What are, are we getting? Put it this way. If it just came out this week today, right? It was out there potentially a month and a half ago and teams didn't really jump on it. Now, if they're caught blindsided, they're going to have to do their due diligence, right? So is that going to take two weeks, three weeks, four weeks? And, and potentially, what if there's looming questions and, and a civil suit to boot? You really want to attach yourself to that player? In terms of a top ten overall pick, I wouldn't. Right, uh, and of course he's now, uh, you know, he's leaving the combine, so teams can't ask him about it uh, now at this point. Also, so look, I, I think if it was the week of the draft, Joe, maybe he would drop. Uh, most likely he would drop because then you're in, you know, that's a time where GMs and guys that run teams, when you really can't do your work and you just hear a story. You got no point but to react with, all right, he's off the board. When you've got almost two months until the draft, that's a lot of time to probably find out the specifics of what's going on uh, with the incident and see what happens. So um, we'll see what happens with Jalen Carter, uh, that's for sure. The team that has the top overall pick in the draft, Joe, is the Chicago Bears. Let's hear from another one of your favorites, head coach Matt Eberflus. Uh, the Bears have a lot of options uh, with this first overall pick. Don't screw it up. Here he is. Yeah, I just think right now we're all options are open. You know, all options are open for us. We have tremendous flexibility because we have that number one pick, because we have um, all that, you know, revenue inside of that uh, free agency. So I think that uh, right now we leave everything open and look at all options. Mm. There he is, uh, Matt Eberflus, the head coach of the Chicago Bears. I think that they uh, will keep Fields, Joe, and they will trade the pick. 
uh, and take either Carter or Anderson at two or four, wherever they drop down to. That's what I think they'll do. I think the safer pick right now is probably Will Anderson. And you know what? I mean, at the end of the day, 100%, I know you're in agreement with me. Uh, At the end of the day, here's the thing. Eberflus would want to run it about 65 times a game, then put the ball into Justin Fields' hands and, and allow him to throw it 30 to 35 times. It's absolutely ridiculous. And hopefully they put some playmakers around them outside the top let's say five or 10 overall pick wherever they, if they do trade out, wherever they get, you know, a a compensation type of pick. But outside of that, every other draft pick should be wide receiver help. Uh, It should be. Here are your odds for the first overall pick, Joe, as Bryce Young now minus 165 uh, on the top of the board. Stroud at plus 350. Then Will Anderson, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis. And I guess Carter did dip a little bit today, Joe. That was not his number. Uh, yesterday so he's gone down uh, since this story obviously has come out uh, this afternoon there you go and and again the more that there's unanswered questions I guarantee you that Jalen Carter could be like Randy Gregory back about five or six years ago maybe even seven Gregory slipped to the second round with the off the field issues, the arrests, the always being in trouble, the the disciplinary actions. Now, if it comes in fact that Georgia maybe potentially hid this to win their second national championship, what does that say about Jalen Carter in terms of the personality aspect? Anthony Richardson now ahead of Will Levis on that board, uh, Joe. You like Will that. Levis now. Will Levis Seven should be a second, one. third. Will Levis should be a fourth or a fifth pick. There's no way Will Levis should be in the first round. I'm sorry. I'm not going to disagree with you. I think that Anthony Richardson's going to go in the first round. I don't think he's going to go in the top ten. But I think somebody will take Anthony Richardson, Joe, uh, in the first round. I think he's going to get hyped up. Uh, enough that that will happen let's go uh, to Ron Rivera Riverboat Ron who basically ran around for weeks saying that Sam Howell is going to be the uh, starting quarterback for Washington then Eric Bieniemy got the offensive coordinator job sat Ron down in his office and said uh, you need to walk that back because uh, your boy's not that good and we're going to maybe bring somebody else in and figure something else out uh, here's Ron uh, going over his talks with Eric Bieniemy. Uh, what he wants in a quarterback, and what the deal is with Hal. The guy in Kansas City has number 15. <laughs> no. Yeah, I know he is. Uh, no, he was, he was very good about it. We, we, one of the first things we talked about, obviously, was all of our personnel and listening to him talk about our guys. He had an understanding of, of who we had. He understood. You know, we talked a little bit about Eric, and I told him I had made a comment that he's going to start out as QB1. He's going to have to earn it. And Eric feels the same way. He likes him. He likes who he is. He likes his skill set. You know, he told me he's a guy that you know that they looked at at one point. You know, when he was there, so he's familiar with uh, with uh, with Sam. Um, then he talked about the other positions and all the things that uh, you know he felt we could do in getting the ball in those guys' hands. He liked our five skill position guys, so that was a, a real nice conversation we had in terms of all of our different uh, offensive weapons we have. Uh, translation, Joe. Uh, Sam Howell's not that good. That's what they're going to say. Sam Howell's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say, I think Eric Bieniemy is the right offensive coordinator and given an op- opportunity to coach that offense up. But can we stop with Riverboat, Ron? He's one of the most conservative coaches in terms of the NFL. This is a coach that when he trailed in the Super Bowl with Cam Newton on a fourth and 20, conceded to punt the football because he didn't want to lose by 21 with two, two minutes re- remaining. Are we serious? He laid up like Tin Cup. He doesn't do anything outside the box. And he's like Eberflus. He would want to run it 95 times a game and win the ball game 17 to 13 as opposed to 45 to 30. Get real. Riverboat Ron. Yeah. Uh, down there in Washington. Uh, they got a great report, too. This just They put out this NFLPA thing about, like, the facilities for each team. They had all the players take, like, this uh, survey rating their team's facilities, weight room, travel. It was like Fs across the board for Washington, Joe. Like was it, was it? Just, it was just, yeah, it just, this just came out like in the last hour. I haven't really gotten it. I just looked at the grades, but, and they ranked each team like one through 32 uh, on all the responses they got from the players. And as usual, uh, Washington, uh, the bottom of the barrel uh, with everything that they've got going on. 
They're, used to, they're like used to be a proud franchise. Miami and Florida State used to be that. Was yeah, Dallas number uh, one on that list? With Jerry uh, Jones no, and it was actually uh, Minnesota, Miami, yeah. wow. and I forget the third team. That the uh, Vegas, Minnesota, Miami, and Vegas were the three teams that were at the top of the wow. list. I mean, everything in Vegas is nice. I mean, everything that they did out there. Uh, for the Raiders is just uh, pristine. And everybody loves South Beach, Joe. I mean, how do you not love Miami? I mean, that's where you go. You get all that color. Uh, here is Joe Shane, the Giants general manager. Has he talked with Daniel Jones' new agents yet? Guess what, Joe? He has. Here he is. Yeah, we're, we've been in constant contact with his agents. Uh, we had productive conversations yesterday. Uh, we have some more scheduled today. So we'll just... We'll continue to communicate with them. Um, some of it, you know, was in person and then over the phone, and then yesterday was in person, and it'll be in person again today. So, yeah, we'll continue to hammer out, uh, try to get closer to getting something done. Hopefully, sounds like Joe, uh, the Giants uh, are okay with 35 million, and uh, the Giants, uh, shall I say, Daniel Jones's people, they're not okay with that. They would like more than that, Joe, and upwards of 40 or more. So sounds like still a little bit of a gap for the Giants uh, and Daniel Jones to get to. Well, if Joe Shane could uh, promise them that they play Minnesota each and every week, yeah, he's worth $45 million, Matt. But outside of that, this is what they communicated. Daniel Jones is not worth the money. Joe Lisi laying it down on C2C today. Get rid of Daniel Jones. He's not worth the money. Go get somebody else. How about that? Uh, Pharrell Coast to Coast on a Wednesday. Carver High, Joe Lisi, and for Scotty, we will come back. Mike DeCourcy, the sporting news. It is March, baby. Let's go. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we are back for El Coast to Coast on a Wednesday. Carver High in for Scotty right here on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Good to have you with us here today. And the calendar has turned to March. It is finally here every week. Mike DeCourcy from the Sporting News joins us on C2C. And it is the perfect day to have you, Mike, because it's here. We wait months for it. We wait all year for it. March Madness is upon us. We've had a billion buzzer beaters in the last week alone just to get here. Uh, what a start. Even in the Atlantic Sun uh, the other night with Bellabide and last night with Bobby Moe in the horizon. March is here, Mike. I love it. It's been wonderful the last weekend of the regular, the last, uh, the penultimate weekend of the regular season, I should say, the last February weekend was magnificent and was an indicator of what we might be able to see 
in March. There are no guarantees that we'll see the kinds of games that we saw on Saturday and Sunday, but Michigan State, uh, the loss at Iowa with the buzzer beater from Peyton Sanford, the one at Arizona State, uh, there, there were unbelievable miracles all over college basketball. And it, it, it's, the, it's one of the reasons why this is the best time of the year. Uh, it really is. Uh, let's start, Mike, with uh, your latest bracket and the last four teams that you have in, uh, which is, of course, uh, Nevada, Mississippi State, Oklahoma State, and Wisconsin. Could a team hurt themselves more? I watched the Nevada-Wyoming game the other night because, of course, I had some financial interest, Mike, uh, in the Wyoming-Nevada game the other night because I'm just a glutton for the late-night Mountain West games. I love them. What I mean, that was just a brutal loss in Laramie for Alford and that crew. When that conference is trying to get four teams in, I mean, New Mexico has been on the bubble. They're out right now. What an awful loss for Nevada the other night in Wyoming. It was bad because one of the things about the Mountain West that's problematic is that their computer ratings are great, but their achievements are not. You look through their non-conference performances and they were not bad because they weren't losing a lot, but they weren't beating significant teams. And so when you get onto the floor against an insignificant team, sorry, Wyoming, you were great a year ago, but it's not happening now. You get on the road against a team like that and you don't get that win. I know it's a road game and, and that's hard, but hey, it's hard also to say maybe beat Oregon or beat Arizona State or you know going all the way up the ladder to UCLA. It's hard to do those things. But you didn't even play any of those guys. They're right in the neighborhood, and maybe if you couldn't get them to play you, I don't know, but you didn't play any of them. So I, I think that you have to be more perfect, so to speak. And it didn't happen with New Mexico. They blew multiple opportunities. Uh, some of it was injury-related. Jalen House missed a period of time, and that's always problematic. But it, it's, it's, it's a tough deal because – uh, you only have so much time to make it happen, and if you don't make it happen, then you have to go scramble for the automatic bid. I, I th I, I'm not saying Nevada needs that now. I think New Mexico certainly does, uh, but th they've certainly hurt their case. If San Diego State, in terms of getting the best possible seed with blowing the late lead against Boise, uh, and then, of course, the two we mentioned, the one team that came out of this well was Boise, which was starting to trend toward the back of the field. And now I think it's pretty firmly established. They'll make it. Uh, they'll they'll be uh, somewhere in a nine ten range, something like that, unless they win the tournament. And then maybe they could maybe they could squeeze up to an eight. And that was a hell of a comeback by them last night. Uh, the way that they closed out San Diego State at home, uh, not even allowed them to score uh, the last few minutes to win that game. Huge win for the Broncos. Now here's the other problem for Nevada and some of these other teams. And this is what I wanted to ask you first today. With these mid-major conference tournaments starting this week, who are the two or three teams that maybe we need to look at as they could steal bids if they don't win their conference tournaments? And the two teams that kind of stick out to me that everybody should be nervous about is maybe FAU and Charleston. Do you think Charleston can get in if, let's say, Hofstra beats them in a CAA title, something like that? Do they have a good enough resume to knock one of these other teams out? You know, to, in, if, if I'm on the committee, they do. Uh, because I am I have always believed, I've written about this for 15 years or so. I, I came up with this thing I called the 801 Club. If you win more than 80% of your games at pre-tournament, regular season conference tournament, if you want to call that regular season, whatever. But pre-tournament, if you go into the NCAAs with having won more than 80% of your games, you do well in the NCAAs. It doesn't matter what league you come from. It doesn't matter. Uh, you know, you could be Kansas or you could be Kennesaw State or whatever. It doesn't, you, you're going to do well. And on a lot of occasions, in order to get teams like that out of the field, like Charleston, it's going to take someone like a Kansas or a Houston or a Alabama that has won more than 80% of its games at a higher level to take those teams out. I've always lobbied the committee to respect dominance more. They haven't really come over to that. They, they, they are stuck with that idea that you have to uh, gain a certain amount of quad one wins, play a certain amount of a difficult schedule. I think there's great value in that. But the kind of dominance we're talking about with Charleston 
I mean, it's pretty rare. We don't see many 27 and threes. Uh, so I, I think that that team belongs. I don't have much doubt that as long as Florida and Atlantic doesn't do a, what I call a Butler 2002, uh, Butler in 2002 was 25 and five going into the horizon tournament, playing green Bay in a quarterfinal. And Green Bay was the last place team in their league. There were eight in the horizon then. And they lost. And they should have been in, but they weren't. And that's, you know, so I, they, they, Florida Atlantic just has to avoid that. If they make their final and lose, I think they're in. But I'll tell that's you, one thing, Mike, yeah. on the, buzz, on the, on the uh, idea of a bid stealer type team, I think the team that you, you have to look at the high major conferences because some of those, I think you'll see the possibility of a team like a Penn State. You know, Penn State could do that. It's it, They have the ability to do that. To, maybe not if they have to go five and five by playing in the, on the first day, but if they can play their way out of that next two games and play only four and four, I think they could do it. How about a team like Villanova in the Big East who has suddenly caught fire and they could show up at the Garden next week and ring off a couple of wins and win that tournament? Yeah, they're good enough to do it, Mike. They really are, especially now with Justin Moore back and playing at Justin Moore level, uh, they, they could do it. And and so that's another threat. And they may be in at least an at-large position by the time we get there. Uh, they've got a game against Connecticut on Saturday that will say whether or not they're at least approaching at-large candidacy. They have to win it in order for that to be the case. But if they do, they go to New York with the possibility of maybe making it if they reach the final, having gone over one or two high-quality teams to get there. We know how tough the Big 12 has been this year, Mike. It's been outstanding. Best league in my eyes in the country. Where are you seeing the bottom of that league right now when it comes to at-large bids? You have Oklahoma State in your last four. They had a really tough loss uh, on Saturday, that game that they lost at home to Kansas State. They needed to finish the job there, and they couldn't do it. You've got Iowa State, who has looked really bad the last few weeks and they are going in on fumes. West Virginia has played better now beating Iowa state and the good game against Kansas, despite the loss. Where are you fitting the pieces with the bottom of the big 12? I have Oklahoma state in right now as the team that everybody can say we're better than them. We're a more, more, more accomplished than them, but no one quite is yet, but Carolina could be beat Duke, do some stuff in the uh, ACC tournament. Uh, I think that uh, uh, Michigan could be uh, got a lot to do, but it's possible. I mentioned Villanova. Arizona State goes to Southern California this week. Uh, UCLA, uh, the first game. USC, the second game. Uh, win both of them, and it's and it's over. Win either one, and they're right there, and they're certainly ahead of Oak State at that point. Uh, so it, it that Oak State, I don't think anybody has passed them. But I think they're they're an easy easier target now for for those who are on the out list. Uh, I think I think West Virginia solidified its circumstance uh, with the victory uh, that they had the other night at Iowa State. I think that's exactly what they needed, and they got it. And I don't think the performance against Kansas hurt them either. I think showing that you could play at Allen uh, when Kansas is playing for a Big Twelve championship, I, I, even even a loss like that that's high profile, I. I as long as you back it up with the, the numbers that you need and the victory over Iowa State did that. Uh, because remember this fact, Mike, we've never had a team get into the tournament at one game over 500. Two games it has, been the, has been the floor. That's the basement. It was uh, Villanova in 2000, excuse me, in 91 and Georgia in 2001. Two games over, they got in, but we've never had one. And I don't think that they're going to set a precedent for either Oak State, or for West Virginia. Man, if Iowa State, though, if they lose this week, I think they play Baylor Saturday, and then they win out the first game, let's say, in the Big 12 tournament, that's a real rough way to crash down uh, at the end of the day. They probably still get in, but that's a rough way uh, to come into the tournament uh, with the way they finished their season. You did a great column earlier this week on the ACC. I've seen a lot of people bellyaching. Pitt's uh, first in the conference. They weren't even ranked until this week. They're 25 uh, Duke's not ranked anymore. North Carolina needs a lot of work still to get in. What is the deal with the ACC, Mike? Well, first of all, the biggest problem with the ACC is its bottom is horrible. 
I mean, I, I, there's no other way to put it. I mean, I guess there are other ways to put it, but some of them wouldn't yeah. be allowed on the show, and uh, and some of them would be overly offensive. And uh, but it's it's just bad. And so you and those teams weigh you down. It, it, I, I I I have a friend in in uh, the basketball business who says about this kind of circumstance, and I always give him credit because it's a great line. It's like it's not Pitt's fault that the ACC is this bad, but it's Pitt's problem because you you play the teams in your league that are scheduled, and if you beat them, then you do you know then you win a league like they could win a league, win the ACC if they go out and beat Notre Dame tonight. Uh, they they they'll clinch a co championship, but it'll it'll include having beaten a two and sixteen ACC Notre Dame team. It'll have beaten included beating Louisville, including beating Georgia Tech. They went into the conference season with six quad four wins. And then the ACC was kind enough to add five more. You can't get five quad four wins in the ACC. Uh, You can't get any. Uh, You can't get five quad four wins in the Big Ten. You can only get one because the only quad four game on any Big Ten schedule is if Minnesota is in your gym. But in the ACC, the Pitt Panthers got five quad four games attached to their record and resume. And that's how you wind up with a bad net. And that's how you wind up in the middle of the field instead of where a conference champion in in a league with the ACC's history would ordinarily be stationed. And Pitt better be careful tonight, Mike, because, hey, it's Bray's going away party. They got a big party planned at the linebacker after the game. I mean, they better be careful uh, in South Bend tonight. Carolina beats Duke Saturday, has to win two games next week to get in. How many? I think at least, yes, because the one game gets you a second quad one win, but it's borderline because Duke could fall out of the top 30. Uh, and then right. you go to the big – I don't know who, they, who they'll play, so you don't want to take any bad losses, and you probably could use another one or two good wins. What a rough night for Syracuse last night too, Mike. Jeez, ACC just an, uh, losing by 20 at home to Georgia Tech. Uh, Mike, great stuff as always. Talk with Scotty next week during conference tournament week. Mike DeCourcy, the Sporting News, back after this SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we are back for El Coast to Coast on a Wednesday. Carver High and go for the two. Joe Lisi uh, here with you for Scotty on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Uh, I got a lot more NFL to do, Joe, uh, before we start getting into the hoops in the next hour. Uh, let's go back uh, to Indianapolis from yesterday and hear from Bengals uh, 
player personnel vice president Duke Tobin. Uh, translation, he's the general manager. Like I know everybody loves these fancy titles, Joe. Uh, he's the guy that calls the shots uh, and builds the team. Uh, here's Duke talking about something that was kind of filtering around the last few weeks, Joe, and that was that maybe they would need to trade T. Higgins because it's hard to pay everybody big money uh, between Joey Silk, Jamar Chase, Higgins. Uh, everybody can't eat, Joe, but Duke says uh, that's not the case at all. They're not trading T. Higgins. Here he is. I'm in the business of making the Cincinnati Bengals better, and so trading T. Higgins is not on my mind. That's their problem. They want a receiver. Go find your own. You know, in, in my, my opinion, you know, T. Higgins is a good piece for the Cincinnati Bengals, so the trade stuff is a little ridiculous right now. There you go, Joe. We like that. Go find somebody yourself. Get off my lawn, Joe. Your boy Duke right there with your boy Joey Silk out in Cincinnati. Well, it's the old adage. You try to you try to trade somebody and then duplicate the productivity with a a, a cheaper type of player. Never, never works out. Seen maybe once, but never in the long run over the body of work. You get a sometimes it's a, it happens, but it is sometimes, very rare. Very rare. Uh, you think very rare. Uh, Vikings worked out pretty well when they traded Diggs and got Justin Jefferson. That worked out well for them. Yes, but that's a that's a. You're, you're right, Joe. That is a diamond type of play. I mean, that does not happen all the time when you get yourself a talent uh, like Justin Jefferson as the replacement, uh, but T. Higgins not going anywhere. We'll come back, and we'll get into the Mike McDaniel stuff. Uh, combination of two is fifth-year option, Jordan Poyer wanting to play for the Dolphins, and how great he dresses, uh, Joe. All of that uh, when we come back. On Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.